1: Hello, 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 and welcome to a brand new episode of the Podmania podcast, another Five Count. We have been missing quite a lot with the Five Count, the wrestling show where we count things down, but we are back, and what a topic we have got for you today. I'm joined, of course, by Garth Jackson. How are you, my friend? Good, mate. How are you? Not bad at all, not bad at all. Today we are talking champions. More importantly, we are talking about WWE wrestlers who have never been WWE champion. Now, when you consider the WWE championship belt, okay, you think about the lineage of it, you think about the Hulk Hogan's who've held it, you think about the Stone Cold's, the Rock. There are some duds though, ones that you can't quite believe have held the belt. You know, for example, Sheamus. Jinder Mahal. (laughs) Um, You know, Diesel. You know, there have been some awful WWE champions. And it's when you look at those terrible champions, the ones that didn't draw, the ones that had no character, the ones that you just look at them and go, how the bloody hell are they at this point in the company? And then you look at this list we're about to give to you now of these accomplished household names. You wonder how on earth they were never WWE champions. I mean, you know, Jinder Mahal is a huge, a huge one, um, because he got such talent on the undercard below him to the point where the WWE Championship was pushed halfway down the card in favor of the <laughs> US Championship. So, you know, it does have a bearing who holds that championship. I, you know, I'm sure everyone agreed, which is why we all popped huge when AJ won it off him in Manchester. <laughs> You know, because we did not want him to carry it anymore. No. Um, But I think we should go straight into it, Garth. What do you think? Let's do it, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right, so we're going to start with number 10. And number 10 is Big Van Vader. Now, Vader, I couldn't believe this when I researched it, he was only in the company for two years. Really? Yeah. He He debuted in the 1996 Royal Rumble, and he was gone in 1998.
0: I'll be honest. I don't. I mean, I don't really remember that much about his running. I don't I remember sort of bits and bobs. Yeah. I couldn't. I can't really think of any full matches that I remember of his other than the, the in your house one.
1: No. Um. I remember the Canadian Stampede match against the Undertaker. Yeah. Um. But I think the problem he had, and we'll go into this in a bit, was that he was a legitimate hard man. And a lot of wrestlers, one in particular who we'll go into, and it won't be the only time his name crops up, Mm -hmm. um, refused to wrestle him because he was very, very stiff. Um, But just a little bit of background on Vader. This man is decorated. This man has won the (laughs) IWGP Heavyweight Championship. The first
0: Yeah, he's an absolute legend in Japan, isn't he? He is.
1: He was the first non-Japanese, first gaijin to ever hold that championship. He's held the WCW World Championship, the WCW United States Championship, the All Japan Pro Wrestling Triple Crown Championship. I mean, this man came to the WWE or the WWF as it was at the time, and you know, he really was a big deal. And It's not like he didn't have opportunities to fight for the title. Um, He had a chance at SummerSlam 96, where just the most bizarre finishes against Shawn Michaels. The match was finished twice by countout, but Jim Cornette managed to get the match restarted each time, and then Shawn pinned him. Um, And then he had another chance at Canadian Stampede against Undertaker but lost both and then just slid spectacularly down the card and just became this glorified jobber, a jobber to the stars.
0: You just wonder if he, he, well, he he did, didn't he? Sort of had a go for, went for Vince, didn't he?
1: Yeah. I mean, who didn't at that time? Um, (laughs) I mean, it's difficult to understand why Vader wasn't given a small run with the championship because he was a big man. Vince loves big men. Okay, yeah, he wasn't stacked like, you know, your Lugas, your Hogans, but even so. Um, you know, he was a heel. So you've got yeah. that face chasing the championship, which, you know, he, he loves he wasn't, that feel good yeah, moment.
0: He wasn't too bad a promo either, from what he I remember. He wasn't too bad a
1: promo. He was just to shout a lot. Yeah, he was pretty good in the ring, but that was the promo style. Was just to shout. Yeah. It was was it did was it Cornet who brought him in? Yes, was he, he was part of Camp Cornette, I believe. Yeah. Um Yeah. And Again, I'm sure I'm sure Shawn Michaels' his backstage antics are mm. pretty legendary. But it's said that after, especially after his SummerSlam match, Sean just flat out refused to work with him again. And when Sean is your WWF champion, you're not gonna get near that scene again. If he says yeah. he's not gonna work with you, you know, the mon- the monopolisation that the click had backstage, he's not gonna get another shot at it. Yeah. No. So, it's still unbelievable that Vader didn't have that reign in the WWF, especially when you consider that he held the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. He's a legend in Japan. It's it's a shame, but that is our first entrant, Vader at number 10. Mm-hmm. At number 9, we've got the British Bulldog. Now, I couldn't believe he'd never held the belt.
0: I, re- I remember more about him, yeah, and I think he was always just sort of that little step beneath it because at the time it was like Brett again Sean. Hogan was still knocking around. You were never going to knock them off the perch.
1: And I think uh, that's it- a problem for a few of these wrestlers.
0: Yeah, and I, th- I mean, even at the time, there was times where the top spot wasn't so great and they still had Bulldog sort of, Teaming up with the likes of bloody Lex Luger,
1: yeah, true. The Allied um, Powers,
0: things like that, and it was just they didn't know what to do. I don't think they knew what to do with them. I think a lot of it was down to his um, pretty poor promos.
1: It makes a huge difference, doesn't it? And
0: and, and the problems he had with drugs, I think as well.
1: Yeah, it's and quite we're going to well get now. into the reasons as to why we think Bulldog didn't, you know, get a chance. you know didn't get that chance with the belt. Um, he had three runs with the company, three separate runs. He came in as part of um, the British Bulldogs with Dynamite Kid um, and was then gone in 88. He was there for three years. There was an incident with um, one of the Brugios who and Dynamite Kid and he left in the wake of that. Yeah. Um, came back as a singles wrestler, had that phenomenal match at SummerSlam 92 with Brett for the... Brett Intercontinental belts.
0: One of my favorite matches. That
1: fantastic, Such unbelievable match. match, and the especially pop...
0: co- considering the state he was in as well. Like Bret pretty much carried him through that match.
1: If you read Bret Hart's autobiography, he said that basically Bulldog got there and he was just a blithering mess, couldn't yeah. remember any other spots. So Brett literally has to call it in the ring to him because it
0: was it was a case of um, he was hungover off the dr- drugs binge the night before, and he was. Like, really, really nervous, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, ridiculously so, because he knew that 88,000 people were British there to see him. him. And that's the thing. I mean, they did tours, European tours, and Bulldogwood headline. Oh, yeah. You know, in Germany, in England, and Bulldogwood headline. So it's not like the WWE did not have faith in him.
0: But, he was a big. I mean, he was a big. I mean, I was a kid at the time. I was sort of. Maybe his early teens. Mm. And I, I remember, well not even that, probably about 11 or 12, and I used to love the bulldog. Because yeah. it was representing us. It was the first time we'd seen like a proper British guy like that. And he could do it in the ring, he was just really, really good.
1: as proved by the 1992 um, SummerSlam. Yeah. Um, the pr- <laughs> but then of course, he gained this momentum from getting the Intercontinental belt at SummerSlam. Then he had to drop the belt after him and Warrior were um, <laughs> exposed in this human growth hormone yeah. sort of palaver. So he got released. He had to drop the belt to Sean. Um, he came back in 1994. He was the first holder of the, Uni- of the European Championship. This was when he started getting his championship shots. <laughs> in total, he had four, four chances. And he lost all four. Um, and I honestly think that his association with the dynamite kid, you know, who is widely regarded as one of the most hateful people in the world. Yeah. He um, got him into a lot of trouble, didn't he? Exactly. The issues with drugs, you know, you don't get released twice, you know, for no reason. You know, yeah. he jumped ship to WCW, then came back. So I think
0: when um, when he came back, I think they were just punishing him because of his obviously his association with Brett.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because in the Attitude era, he was a glorified jobber. Yeah. You know, there was no there was just no way that he was the same British bulldog as the one that left. You know, he wrestled in jeans, he just looked I don't want to say a broken man, because I know he was struggling with a back injury, wasn't he? But mm-hmm. he just he wasn't the same. You know, his last championship attempt was the 1996 King of the Ring and he lost to Shawn Michaels clean. (laughs) So, you know, told you it wasn't the last time his name be mentioned, didn't I? Um, So, I think that all those things put together just meant that he was never going to get a run with that title.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's a shame because, as we've said, he can go in the ring, he can tell a good story in the ring. So, perhaps it would have been great to give him that run with the Championship when you consider his his backstory, maybe it just again, wasn't due to be.
0: Yeah, and the people at the top again was just, there's was no chance.
1: Exactly. Every time he was in the company, there was someone holding on to that title. His first one, it was Hogan. Then it was Brett and Sean. Then you've got the, the Attitude Era sort of hierarchy. You've got Triple H. You've got The Rock. You've got Stone Cold. You know, he just he never quite fit that mould, did he? No. Um, which is a shame because, again, I really like the British Bulldog. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, Perhaps he just didn't get the uh, the recognition he deserved. But moving on, we're on to number eight now. And this one really does baffle me. But there yep. is a legitimate reason as to why he didn't get it. Number eight for us is Razor Ramon. <laughs> now, I'll be honest, of that 1995 era, and admittedly there's not a lot to pick from, he is my favourite. Yeah. He was fantastic. His character work, his promo, the way he carried himself, he was brilliant.
0: I still remember all the, I still remember like watching the vignettes on him. Um, used to show them on Superstars on a Saturday. And I remember <laughs> watching car. them and, think, and just thinking, who's this guy? He's amazing. And I think they, they, they ran for about six weeks, six or seven weeks before you even saw him in the ring. Yeah, exactly. And then when you came out and you saw how big he was. He, he and, was massive. Uh, and his finishing move is still one of my favourite finishing moves.
1: My favourite story is that he refused to use the move; if he was losing, <laughs> which was just brilliant because you could that's tell if he hit though, the razor's because, edge, razor was because winning.
0: then exactly if if he hit that, then nope, you shouldn't kick out.
1: But that's exactly what a finishing move should be. Surely, mm-hmm. that's definitely what it should be. But in I
0: that, mean, lots, lots of people have said that he is one of the smartest men when it comes to sort of booking a match, exactly, and the sort of psychology around it because obviously that's. You're protecting a finishing move by that, isn't?
1: absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but looking at that roster in 1995, just to give you some indication of how poor the roster was at this point, SummerSlam, the main event for that year, was Diesel <laughs> versus King Mabel. Shocking, it's the worst <laughs> bought SummerSlam of all time. Um, they struggled to sell tickets. Um, Mabel for whatever reason was inserted into this main event and he was shite. Diesel, I mean we've discussed Diesel, neither of us really rate him at all. We never we didn't yeah. rate him in nineteen ninety five. Don't rate him in WCW. Yes, I know his character works brilliant, but I just I don't I don't like him. So how was Razor Ramon never ever in that picture? I mean, you look at the two stellar ladder matches he had against Sean. Yeah. That you know he's still one of the only recipients in WWE of a five-star match from Dave Meltzer. That <laughs> match at WrestleMania 10, which if you haven't seen it, I urge you to go and watch it. It is absolutely fantastic.
0: That's the second one, isn't
1: it? Yeah. It's the first one? No, no. it's the first... Is that the first one? That's the first one, yeah. Um. Then the next one, I believe, was at SummerSlam. SummerSlam, yeah. The same year, Diesel Mabel. Because <laughs> Vince knew that Diesel wasn't drawing, so they needed something to try and get ticket sales through. But what makes me laugh is, if that's the case, you know your champion's not drawing, why did Diesel hold the belt for a bloody year? Give or take.
0: just that big guy thing, wasn't it?
1: I know, he loves big sweaty men. Yes, absolutely. But when you've got someone like Razor Ramon, who people are behind, he can wrestle. You know, he's someone to invest in. Why on earth was he not given a chance? Well, apparently... (laughs) In interviews, Scott Hall has said he didn't care about gold and that was why he never won the championship.
0: Well, you hear people talk about it and like obviously when he was part of the clique it probably wasn't so, but um loads of people have said on interviews that he was always the man to say, I'll you go over. Yeah. Like, I'll I'll take the four. Like loads of times he apparently put people it was his idea apparently for the one, two, three kid
1: thing. Yes. And the one, two, three kid, in fairness, when he was the 1-2-3 kid, was brilliant. He was, he's good now. He's, he was he had good matches when he was X-Pac, especially that match against Shane McMahon. But, oh, yeah. when you consider Razor was also part of the click, mm-hmm. and how much clout they had backstage, and he still didn't get a title run, or even a title <laughs> match, that boggles the mind.
0: Yeah, You just wonder if, um, at the time, Sean was just saying, look, I'll keep the belt. You guys are sort of Wrestle around Along for me. the ride,
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's a multiple-time uh, Intercontinental Champion. So, you know, it's not like he went without gold. But, you know, he didn't even win the WCW title. <laughs> you know, when the Outsiders were that thing, he didn't even yeah. win the WCW title. It's it's mind-boggling. It really, really is. Um And to be honest, I would have loved to have seen that. I would have loved to have seen a Razor Ramon run with the title.
0: Definitely,
1: yeah. But wasn't to be, wasn't to be though unlike some other entries on this list, it's apparently quite clear why he didn't, just simply didn't care, (laughs) which, you know I must admit, yeah, fair (laughs) enough then, if you don't care, fair enough just happy enough to wrestle then yeah, fair enough, and you know, if you're happy enough to wrestle I'm happy enough watching you Um, so, that brings us to number 7, and number 7 when you consider the amount of time and effort that was put into this man This is another one where you think, just what, how, how? Uh, This, number seven, is Lex Luger. Uh, (laughs) I mean... What can you say? Before we get into sort of a background on the man, I think a huge reason, and this is pure speculation from me, the main reason he was never given the championship was he was just too damn boring.
0: Yeah, he was and he was terrible on the mic.
1: Yeah. Kept
0: absolutely botching his lines every single time nearly.
1: He botched it in WCW as well when he was a more experienced competitor. Yeah.
0: And his matches were crap and he just wasn't very good. He was just he was every bit of what you could imagine Vince would have carved the perfect wrestler <laughs> but he didn't have any wrestling ability.
1: Exactly. Well, he wasn't a wrestler to start off with, was he? He was uh Possibly the only thing to come out of Vince's doomed attempt at bringing uh, bodybuilding to national television. Um, But obviously, Vince had a huge Hulk Hogan-shaped hole at the top of the roster. Decided to fill it with the narcissist Lex Luger, um, which resulted in ridiculous Lex Express promos where he drove around in a bus for a while. Um signing autographs <laughs> I mean, for kids that looked like who the hell are you? I don't want your autograph. Don't touch me. It was, what's
0: wrong with it? It was quite it was quite funny, but you could just see that like WWF were going all in and you could just see Lex was just so like, you're like a rubbing in the headlights, just what's going on.
1: Yeah, and he was always wearing the most ridiculous shirts as well. <laughs> oh which, those which, baggy Oh god
0: tucked in, tucked into his um into his jeans. Clothes, pants. Oh well those, yeah
1: like,
0: the big bloomer pants oh, things. God. Oh, God. The American there. The just looked a American bit
1: like a white MC hammer. Um, <laughs> but obviously this culminated in the Body Slam Challenge where he was the first person to Body Slam Yokozuna. Um, he then had a match at SummerSlam 93 uh, for the championship against um, Yokozuna, who was at that point the champion. Uh, won via countout. Now, <laughs> Garth, what do we know? about count-out wins in championship matches.
0: They mean nothing. Well, they mean
1: nothing. The belt doesn't change hands. The belt <laughs> does not change hands. Did that stop <laughs> confetti? Nope. An American flag being brought down? Nope. The entire the- face locker room carrying him on their shoulders <laughs> in the most confusing ending to a match I've ever seen. Lex... <laughs> Was acting like he would just killed Goliath, and he hadn't. He'd lot. He'd effectively lost. He might as well have lost the match because he didn't get the championship because Yokozuna got counted out. So, I I just I don't understand that, and that was a very poor precedent to set, really, wasn't oh. it? Going forward, um, then we got to WrestleMania ten, and because of this whole. Bret Hart and Lex Luger hitting the floor at the same time at the Royal Rumble. (laughs) They both got a shot at Yokozuna. Um, And this was probably the nail in the coffin for Lex. Um, Basically, they gave the fans the choice between seeing Lex (laughs) and Yoko or Bret and Yoko. And the crowd overwhelmingly voted for Bret. Yeah. Which must have been a huge kick to the dick for Lex um, and Vince and Vince, yeah, absolutely, and then we got to Wrestlemania ten, and it turns out that in a pub the night before um someone a newspaper reporter had overheard Lex Luger talking about the finish and that he was going to go over <laughs> at Wrestlemania Ten, so the newspaper published it the next day, so Vince as Vince is wont to do, blew a gasket and (laughs) changed the ending so that Brett won the championship. And That's it, isn't it? Exactly. Once you've done that, once you've, you know, bungled something that badly, and then you have been quite clearly roasted by an audience live. It was only a matter of time before he slid down the card. And slid down yeah. the card, he did. He was put into a tag team that did nothing uh, in the Allied past. thing. they had two pay-per-view matches. They challenged for the titles once and lost. Yeah. Um, you know, And by the time he left for WCW in 1995, he was fighting mid-carders. So he was very, very much an afterthought by then. And to mm-hmm. the point where there's a lovely story where um, he went for this meeting with Eric Bischoff. And Bischoff was told to sign Luger by Sting. Bischoff didn't want Luger, didn't rate him or anything, but got him on the word of Sting and went to this meeting. Bischoff basically offered him this ridiculous contract with basically wasn't even half of what he was earning in the WWF because he didn't think Lex would take it and Lex took it. (laughs) So, you know, he turned up um, on the first episode of Nitro Wearing that stupid shirt with the stupid mullet.
0: Yeah.
1: And <laughs> that was that for Lex Luger. But for the amount of money that WWF must have pumped into Lex Luger and the gimmick and the Lex Express and all the stuff that they did to get behind him yeah. to then not give him the championship.
0: It's the one where you just know that. They've just they just said, look, let's cut our losses and just get him I off. think
1: that's a big thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And to be honest, I think a big point of this, and I know I've already said it, but he was just too boring. Wasn't yeah. drawing. It's, cool. it's the Diesel thing all over again.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: they gave, they gave Diesel the championship for some reason. But we move on because there are even more people who have not won the championship. This one is unbelievable. Number six, <laughs> Rowdy Roddy Piper. How, how, how did this man not win the championship? Just, no, it just. Again, it's just timing, isn't it? How many people do you know that have headlined a WrestleMania main evented a WrestleMania and have not been the champion ever? I mean, you've got King Kong Bundy at two, but you know it's King yeah, Kong well, Bundy, so yeah. Um, but.
0: Not nowadays,
1: especially. Especially, nowadays. yeah. That's because it's always Roman Reigns. Um, but, you know, he was the perfect foil for Hogan. And he was such a fantastic heel. He was so unique at the time. All heels mm. just shouted down the microphone. Piper offered something different. And was possibly the most unique, apart from our number one pick. You know, offered something completely different he had that oh, crossover yeah. appeal with that movie credibility you know he's possibly one of the only people from the wwe to actually go on to do a decent job acting <laughs> he got charisma oozing from it i mean what didn't he have he had wrestling I mean, ability
0: he was he was um he was one of the few that was actually willing to to risk upsetting
1: people absolutely didn't care like, like really upsetting people he dressed as half a black man for goodness exactly, sake exactly yeah <laughs> Which, oh God, looking back at that, um, but you know it's not even like he was poor in the ring. You know he had unbelievably stellar matches against Bret Hart, yeah. and yes, you can argue that Bret Hart pulled him to that good match, but that's just that's just not true.
0: He had some uh, he had some really good matches with um, Hacksaw Jim Duggan.
1: If you can pull Hacksaw Jim Duggan to a good match, <laughs> you know you deserve to be champion, but. You know, it's quite an interesting thing that despite never winning the championship, and to my knowledge, please correct me if I'm wrong, never really being near the championship. Like, no no one ever thought that he'd win it. Yeah, he'd had a couple of matches for the championship, but no one ever thought he was going to win. He was never going to beat Hogan. And again, Roddy Piper falls into that category where there was just too much talent at the top and there was one man who held the championship for so long... You know, when it wasn't Hogan, it was Warrior. When it wasn't Warrior, it was Savage. You know, and you weren't going to get past those three men.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's the problem that Piper faced. I mean, don't get me wrong, he didn't win the championship, but he was still a major, major success.
0: Well, he must have been one of the first ones, if not the first, to have a segment, like a regular,
1: like the Piper's Pit. The Piper's Pit, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, So I think, I think,
0: Vince and WWF at the time, I think they just saw him more as like a, a character player rather than a, a championship player. Potentially, get yeah. Other
1: people over. Potentially, like, yeah. I mean, they obviously placed a lot of stock in him, which you'd be stupid not to. And again, they put a lot of faith in him because everyone knows that the first WrestleMania was basically boom or bust for the yeah. WWF at the time. And they entrusted Roddy Piper in that main event. So, they had a lot of respect for him. Whether it was just he'd pissed one too many people off backstage, whether, like Razor Ramon, he just didn't give a shit about the title, (laughs) I don't know, but he was never given the title. And for me, for a wrestler that good, that unique, that good on the mic, that good in the ring, you know, and being that perfect foil for the big face at the time, Hulk Hogan, it, it doesn't... It doesn't quite sit, even if he held it for like two weeks just for Hogan to get it back at a big pay per view. It just, it makes, it doesn't make sense to me, this one.
0: Well, funny enough, I saw him did a talking not long before he died. It must have only been a month or two before he died. Jeez. And someone had asked him, How come you never had like the top sort of spot? Yeah. And, um, he says, "Well, he says I probably could have, but that meant kissing some ass." <laughs> ah, says, right. Yeah. He says, He says, I, "I wasn't. I wasn't ready to pick her up and kiss anybody's ass." <laughs> um, yeah,
1: that. Yeah, yeah. You can kind of see Roddy Piper saying that. To be fair, and he
0: says, like, he says he was quite pally with Hogan. Like, like you said they were quite good pals. But he says there was no way Hogan was ever going to drop the belt on him. No.
1: Um,
0: but he says, but he he always said he says I, he says. I saw, he said, I saw my job there is to teach the other people. He says, because by the time he got the WWE, he, he'd been performing for like 10 years anyway, since he was 15. Jeez. Um, and he, so, and he was helping train a lot of them, sort of backstage. So Vince was using him to spot people as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, I don't,
0: I don't think he really sort of regret it. To be honest, he doesn't. He didn't seem bitter about it.
1: Very similar to Razor Ramon. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, if that's the case, then fair enough. He doesn't seem bothered, or he doesn't sound bothered in that bit. So fair enough. <laughs>
0: he had, he had a go with, He had the Intercontinental, so
1: exactly. And it was seen as the wrestler's belt out anyway, yeah. wasn't it? Then at that time, you have got Bret Hart, Mister Perfect, um, holding that belt. Shawn Michaels. So yeah. It was an honour in itself having that, um, but you know, Roddy Piper, number six, number five. This is only going to be a short entry um, <laughs> because of the controversy surrounding him, but Jimmy Snooker. Now, let's face it; he is a big wrestling name. Okay, putting oh, yeah. putting. The shady stuff that potentially could, might not have happened, we don't know, aside for a moment, I find this very strange that he didn't hold it. Especially in the early 80s when he was... Yeah, exactly. Because he had a massive cult following. Where he was filling
0: Madison Square Garden as a headline.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean... Go
0: on. He was doing stuff that people weren't doing at the time as well. The top rope dive, yeah, not many people were doing it.
1: Not many people had the athleticism that he did.
0: Yeah, uh, what well, sorry, he, did, he had? He did the cage thing. Obviously, it, that was unheard of.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, this man was extremely good in the ring. You know, he was, in fact, you know, a legend before his time. Mm-hmm. We had that
0: big feud with him. Um, he had a long feud with Bob Backlund. Yeah, which everyone said like a lot of their matches were, like, five-star matches.
1: You know, it just goes to show that he was a top talent. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, it doesn't take a genius to work out why he probably didn't ever have the belt. (laughs) Um, Unfortunately, he was accused of manslaughter of his girlfriend Um, at the time in the 80s. There's a horrible rumour that goes around that says Vince paid to cover it up. Whether that's true, I I don't know. Um... But that's probably why they didn't want to draw too much attention to Jimmy Snooker. Yeah. Um again it's a shame and you know, it's the whole Chris Benoit thing, do you separate reality from wrestling or not? I don't think you should. So therefore, I don't think Jimmy Snooker did deserve the title in that way. Yeah. Um But I mean before everybody knew all this stuff. I think Which the problem only really was Vince out, you, didn't he? That, yeah. And
0: Vince only was really the one that mattered. Out. Well, that's a thing. But, I mean, before all this came out and everybody was sort of on board with the whole legendary thing, people would have been quite sort of surprised you never won it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when we were doing the research to compile this list, I said to you, didn't I, that it was... A, it was especially early on, mm-hmm. it was... Quite shocking that he'd never won it, but then yeah. again, you look at the champions. You've got Bruno Sammartino holding it for eight years. Yeah. You've got Hogan holding it on and off for a ridiculous amount of time. Then you've again. got Savage. You've got Bret Hart. Yeah. You've got Michaels. You know, that is a long block of time for you know anyone to hold the belt, and Jimmy Snooker just wasn't there at the time, right? You know, his he timing was, was never right.
0: Yeah. Well, he was there through most of that, wasn't he?
1: Exactly. And again, it's difficult to break into that main event scene.
0: Yeah. And yeah, but I mean, yeah, that good feud with Piper.
1: Yeah. He smashed absolutely. A Coconut
0: over his head. <laughs> Which I mean it's it's just one of those things that just it gets shown all the time. It's just such a legendary. Yeah, skit.
1: it is. Absolutely. You know, again, part of the WrestleMania main first WrestleMania main event, he wasn't part of it, but he was in the he was in the corner of Hogan. Mm-hmm. So you know it doesn't take a genius to work it out. But yeah. it's still quite, especially when you see it first time, you think, bloody hell, I didn't realise he never was. But number five, <laughs> Superfly, Jimmy Snooker. Top four now. And these these are ones that you think should have been champion. You can these, see it's, things... This is like me top... Talk... Yeah, this one.
0: Five favourite wrestlers of all time. I was Canadian just going
1: to say, number four, Mr. Perfect. Yeah. Now... I've got a theory as to why he never won the championship, and it's probably like 70, 75% the reason. Um, But this man, as the name indicates, was just in the ring, he was perfect. He was uh, amazing. His matches with Bret Hart are incredible and could stand on any pay-per-view today.
0: As a main event, yeah.
1: Yeah, there, easily. He, he was unbelievable. He had runs with the Intercontinental Championship, of course, you know, throughout 1990, 1991. But the problem was he was so damn well. injury prone. Yeah. He was so injury prone. Similar to the British Bulldog, whenever he gained that little bit of momentum, something happened. I mean, on the back of this 1990-1991 run with the title, he suffered injuries to his back, so that's then a... had to take some time out. That was the main one, wasn't it? Yeah, back. yeah. He was out till ninety three with that. But then, of course, come nineteen ninety three, you've got Hogan, Yokozuna, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels making his way up. You know, you've got all those people, and is Mister Perfect ever going to break through to that? Yeah, and that's the problem. You know, his injuries were so ill-timed that, in the end, he sought, sacked wrestling off in the WWF and went to colour commentary. Yeah,
0: which he was brilliant which at. Which he
1: was fantastic <laughs> at, absolutely. Far better than Roddy Piper. Roddy Piper yeah. was shite. Oh, yeah. Um, But, of course, then, there was that huge standoff and he ended up in WCW, which, <laughs> of course, didn't help. But, you know... Even when he returned in two thousand and two at the Royal Rumble, you know he was part of that infamous plane ride from Hell. Yeah, you know he was he was fantastic then, and that was what eleven years later? Sorry, nine years later.
0: I remember that as well. I could not believe it.
1: The huge pop when he came <laughs> it was out.
0: because well, oh. I, 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 I remember seeing it like a few weeks later. Because obviously it was before the internet was a big thing. Yeah, um, and I think it aired, and then I'm sure it, it was shown. It was on Channel 4 when they had the the WWE for a bit, yeah. And now I remember coming in from the pub drunk <laughs> and it was on, and I just sort of sat up watching it. And I remember him coming out and literally like cheering at the top of my voice, marking like, out t- two o'clock in the morning completely, like almost crying, like <gasps> he's back. Yeah, because he's like one of my favorites when I was a kid. It's like Jesus.
1: Well, if you go down to one of our previous five counts, Garth does, you know, proper gush on Mister Perfect um, to the point <laughs> where I believe he used bottom. to spit your chewing gum out and try and hit it. I believe. I still do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just
0: it's so, it's subconscious now. I just do it. I just.
1: <laughs> he even does it on the WWE games, which is fantastic. I oh, know. Don't let um, don't let the people don't litter. Podmania says, "Don't litter." <laughs> um, yeah, again, I think injuries are a massive part as to why Mister Perfect never, yeah, never. He, I don't think he ever challenged for the title.
0: I don't think he was ever in a main event no. on a pay per view.
1: But when you consider that Bret Hart pushed through, if Mister Perfect had had that injury-free run, mm-hmm. with how good he was on the mic, with you know how good he was in the ring him and Bret Hart could have put on pay-per-view main event matches. Unbelievable. Yeah, for the title. And obviously there was this new generation thing going on, there was you know, the whole thing surrounding the steroid scandal, so you were trying to get, in a way, smaller men to the main event. Perfect Mm -hmm. would have been, pardon the pun, perfect. Yeah. He'd have fit that mould superbly. Such a shame. It is a shame, and of course, unfortunately, he's no longer with us which is you know it is a huge shame because he would have been brilliant mm-hmm. so there you go number 4 mr perfect number 3 owen hart yeah another wrestler gone before his time unfortunately yeah. had a terrible accident um this man deserved the title just for the shit he went through oh yeah i mean Despite that whole thing with Brett in ninety seven, he stuck with the company, you know, he was mired in that company, he was mm-hmm. brutalised by Triple H and Shawn Michaels repeatedly, you know, the entire way through ninety seven. Then he was forced to become that stupid blue blazer. Well, he'd left he'd left early on. <clears throat> like
0: um because he They'd given him this blue blazer gimmick and he didn't want to do it, so he left. Like, the first time around, I think he went and did just Independence. Yeah. And then he went back. And that's when he joined with um, Anvil.
1: <laughs> yeah. God, yeah, and those ridiculous tracksuits. What were they, were they called? The New Heart Foundation?
0: The, the, the New Foundation. The New they Foundation, didn't last, that's they the didn't one. last very long because I think... They were shit. And that, I think that's when Jim Neidhart was having loads of problems with drugs. Oh, well, just yeah. Just like the Bulldog and stuff. You wouldn't um, mess with
1: Jim Gymna- Nardau, would you? Let's face nah. it.
0: Um, and then he teamed up with um, Coco.
1: Yeah, he's, he's teamed up with everyone. I mean, he's teamed High up energy. with Yokozuna. He te- teamed up with Brett. He teamed up with <laughs> British Bulldog.
0: When he was a Yokozuna, they were actually really good.
1: They were, yeah, absolutely. Those heels were fantastic. Yeah. Um, but then again, his character was brilliant. You've, you, you've got to look no further than the pair of matches that Brett and Irwin had
0: oh yeah i mean the cage match in the
1: the cage match in the mania. match at mania 10 you know were both stellar yeah. and that is down to his character work the storytelling in the ring and you could have you could have dragged that feud out for so much longer than it was dragged out for and have the belt as that prize between the two of them yeah. You know, that whole Black Heart thing that Owen Hart had going on. I that mean it could yeah. have been perfect, but the problem was, even when Brett pitched this idea to Vince in '93, Vince didn't want it to be Owen. He wanted it to be Bruce. Mm-hmm. Or the other one, can't remember his name, Stu. So you know, even then Vince didn't have faith that Owen would draw or that Owen would have those good matches. Yeah. But he proved him wrong again and again and again, and it just seemed that Owen was constantly
0: He was just having to prove himself. every time. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Constantly pushed down the card. And you could you could sort of I mean,
0: some of the times when he did the his um his promos or even during matches you could see just looked really angry.
1: It's unsurprising really.
0: Yeah. Because it it must have been hard as well, obviously being Brett's brother. Because at the time Brett was getting pushed to the stars. Yeah. And you're watching this happen, and he used to always say, didn't he? he? used to say, I'm a better wrestler than Brett. Better than Brett. I'm younger than Brett. Like in the promos, and you sort of used to think, he means that.
1: Yeah, it's a shoot. Mm-hmm. But to be fair, you know, that whole thing kind of came to a head at Survivor Series 93, and that was, that was the whole premise of the feud. And mm-hmm. that could just that in itself, two brothers trying to outdo each other, that could have been a perfect feud for the championship perfect yeah. but instead we got hogan being done <laughs> out of the title by a fireball out of a camera what no, what just... i just i, I mean he some... won
0: the king he won the king of the rib yeah really? he
1: did <laughs> and then he became the king of hearts which is a fantastic yeah. name brilliant um there are some things in wrestling that are truly baffling truly baffling. You know, how broken Matt Hardy has got over with everyone is is baffling, including me. I love him. You know, how Jinder Mahal was ever champion, what the hell is happening with Rusev, and how Owen Hart never won the championship are some of the most baffling questions well, wasn't that arise from a, WWE.
0: Again, he was the one that never even got a, a title shot.
1: No. And it's just he proved that he could do it and just yeah. I don't know whether WWF were just Loath to pull the trigger mm-hmm. or, you know, if this was... I mean, you and can't again, even say it's punishment for breaking Steve Austin's neck because that happened in 97. Yeah. You know, there was all that time before that that doesn't seem to be a logical reason.
0: It was when, obviously, again, he was another person that seemed to suffer Vince's wrath after Brett left. That was why he was given that blue blazer thing again. Yeah. But, ultimately killed him.
1: Oh, well, yeah, exactly. And it's... <laughs> baffling, because the man did deserve it, and if he wasn't a good wrestler, you know, like Lex Luger, or if he wasn't good on the mic, like like Lex Luger, then, you know, you'd understand why he wasn't given the belt, but...
0: He had, he had, he had like, all the... He had all the pieces. He had... I mean, he could be funny. I mean, he was an absolute joker.
1: Well, we did um, a review of In Your House 13, Final Four, mm. and we both gushed about... How good Owen's character work was yeah, just funny in that as hell. tag team match. But
0: he could be intense
1: as well. When he needed when to he, be. Yeah. In that WrestleMania 10 match, mm-hmm. in that SummerSlam like, 94 match.
0: And when he had to be the babyface, he could do that.
1: Because the crowds loved him.
0: Yeah? When he was the rocket?
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, he won the Intercontinental <laughs> Championship. He won the European Championship. He won the tag team championship. It just it seems that he hit that glass ceiling. Yeah. And no matter what he did, no matter how many times he proved himself, he just couldn't break through. It's just
0: a bit angry, actually.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, not, it's... I mean, not that it matters, but it's... Yeah. There are a couple of li- entries on this list, Razor Ramon, Lex Luger, Vader, that you aren't, you're not particularly bothered by, you know, yeah. Jimmy Snooker. But there are entries like Owen Hart that you just think, how? I just don't understand how. Because in 1993, that whole thing about the new generation, why was he not part of that main event scene? Why did they not build the company around Brett, yo, um, Mr. Perfect, Owen? Um, Instead, we had Hulk Hogan coming back at WrestleMania 9 and being the pissing champion again.
0: Feuding with another old one, who was, um, Sergeant Slaughter, who was must have been in his bloody 40s or 50s then. I know.
1: I know, but it wasn't to be and unfortunately, we'll never know because unfortunately he passed away as part of that stupid blue blazer gimmick so, Owen Hart number three, never champion and neither of us can believe it and we are both very, very angry now (laughs) Um, but, number two of people who've never held the WWE belt we're into the top two is Ted DiBiase the million dollar dollar
0: man One of my
1: favourites. <laughs> what a fantastic character. I mean, you talk about characters in wrestling. He was unbelievable. He lived that gimmick. Oh, yeah. I mean, the gimmick itself, Rich Man. It's been done so many times. JBL. You know, it's been done. But he just had something that made you hate him, that made him a believable heel, a believable yeah. character, a believable person that you thought. Yeah, he's above me. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, I believe that. (laughs) And what is more baffling about this entry is not necessarily that he wasn't given the belt, is that he should have had the belt. There is a (laughs) moment in wrestling history that's quite well known (laughs) that just astonishes me. It really, really does. But we'll get into that in a minute. Um, He never even
0: held the Intercontinental
1: either. No, they gave him his own little belt. Yeah, which he, I well, suppose he, has a little bit of folklore yeah. around it. I mean, it. that that was great because he's the reason behind
0: that was, well, if I can't win that one, or I can't buy it. I'll, I'll make my own.
1: Well, he did buy it, didn't he? Because Andre yeah. won it for him and then well, just gave yeah, it straight it, yeah. to Ted DiBiase. So that was quite cool. I like that. Yeah, and the whole, you know, I'm above belts and stuff like that. <laughs> that's fine. I don't mind that. It's just the backstory behind it is just so ridiculous. <laughs> I mean. For those who don't know, basically, WrestleMania 4 was... They did an entire tournament for the WWF Championship in one night. It's a mindfuck. Jesus Christ. It's unbelievable. I think one match lasts into double figures. It's just unbelievable. It's so many matches. Um, (laughs) But the original plan was for Ted DBRC to win the vacant championship, uh, beating Randy Savage in the final. However, one sort of case of events is that the current IC champion, Honky Tonk Man wouldn't drop the title to Randy, just refused (laughs) to do it so instead of giving Randy Savage the IC title he went over instead of Ted DiBiase and apparently according to some recounts Ted was slightly displeased (laughs) with old Honky Um, but another case of events is that Ted just didn't want to and thought that his character would be above belts, and designed his own belt, a Million Dollar Belt. Yeah. I mean, you can believe whichever one you want. Um, I think both of them probably have an element of truth to them.
0: I mean, if you go off Hockney Tonk's apparent character backstage, you'll probably believe that he wouldn't drop it.
1: That's something probably... that's always astonished me.
0: He was a bit of a diva.
1: Yeah, you are... If you're the booker or the head of the company and he doesn't want to drop the belt, you make him drop the belt. Yeah,
0: just take it off him. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Fire him. I'm sorry, you can't have... This is the whole reason, well, one of the main reasons that WCW folded. Because they just got Talon going, yeah, I'm not doing that. Yeah. You want me to do what? You want me to lose him? Nah.
0: And, want me to wrestle tonight, what?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You want me to do my job? Fuck that. <laughs> If I did that, good grief! Um, but it's not even like Honky Tonk Man was a good wrestler. No, oh. I don't him. But anyway, so depending on which one you believe, then that is the reason that Ted DiBiase never held the championship, and that's what makes this so this entry so frustrating. You know, it wasn't that he didn't ever hold the title and was never close to it. He should have held the title. Yeah.
0: Well, he was around the
1: title quite a lot. He was, um, you know, he feuded Hogan with Hogan. And... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And again, and similar to Roddy You know, the, he... I mean, the thing he
0: did with um, Andre was was brilliant. Where yeah, um, absolutely, where it was the fake uh, referee. It was the evil twin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, he's just brilliant. Even just the stuffing dollar bills in the loser's mouth. Just everything yeah. about him was fantastic. The best
0: the best thing about that you do that and then Virgil would go and get it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or oh, when he Virgil. did that, um,
0: The stuff where the he got the kid out of the crowd to bounce the ball.
1: Oh. Do loads of stuff, 15, yeah, to get money.
0: And then he kicked it away. <laughs> <laughs> and just stupid stuff like I mean his his vignettes were amazing. Um just and and when he went and did a little bit of commentary and
1: stuff, he was always really good. Yeah. You can and just imagine this... him being at the top of the company, can't you?
0: Yeah, totally. And, I mean, he he had that... I think he had even just as good a run as a manager.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then we Brought we were talking him, before him we came on it. air about how he was part of the NWO, and we didn't... Re- you know, you forget that he was part of these things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, things that he was part of as feuds and things like that. He was, you know, he was part of everything.
0: He was... um. He held the, the record at the Royal Rumble for a while as well. Yes, he did. Until Ric Flair. Um, and he, <laughs> he
1: bought the number 30 spot. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. That, but that's just, it's just fantastic. It's just fantastic. Why that would you, gimmick would you
0: alone. That, I know. Why would you not want that attached to your belt?
1: Can you just imagine people feuding with him and just going, come on, I'm so much better than yeah. you. I'm not touching you. <laughs> You know, it's just oh, it would have been brilliant. And then, yeah, sure, take get Hogan to take it off and get Savage to take it off him. For to say, get Warrior to take it off him if you want. But just there didn't seem to be at that time many heels as champions. Yeah, and it was a shame.
0: I don't, I can't remember any from that that era because it was obviously it was. Everyone had to go and see the the baby face.
1: Yeah, I suppose, which is a shame. But there you are, Ted DiBiase, number two. Now, before we go into our number one spot, um, I am just going to quickly mention an honourable mention, mm-hmm. and that man is the ravishing one, Rick Rude. Now, mm-hmm. it's he was never quite the main event, and no, I think- it's quite it, you know it's not one that's as shocking to people when they think people who didn't have the WWE championship. I mean, he did retire quite early because of injuries. Yeah. I mean, he retired in 1994. Um, but he had an absolutely brilliant feud with The Ultimate Warrior for the Intercontinental yeah. belt. And when he considered that The Ultimate Warrior had enough, you know, as much talent as a cabbage in the ring. <laughs> you know, Rick Rude bought him, dragged him to well, entertaining thing, like, matches.
0: Rick Rude was like an excellent wrestler, like ex- like really when you when you talk about it nowadays, when people are believable in the ring, yeah, he was believable in the ring. He was. Everything he did was crisp. Really, really good work. And his gimmick was brilliant.
1: I'd wager best neck breaker. Oh yeah, definitely. Absolutely brilliant. The Rude Awakening. Best yeah. neckbreaker. Um, but there is there is a story about why Rick Rude never won the ta- never won the title, <laughs> and it seems to be. Almost internet verifiable fact. Um, <laughs> basically, he was too much of a, back, a badass backstage, and Hulk Hogan refused to wrestle with him. Honestly, apparently I de- so. I never,
0: I never even knew that. Apparently so. Pathetic.
1: Uh, it's it's that if you're not going to win the championship ever, the best reason to not win a championship <laughs> is because you're too much of a badass. <laughs> that is a sensational reason why not.
0: Well, I think the was he not? I'm sure, I'm sure was he not? Um, he was quite friendly with Warrior. Yeah, he was. I think I think they were sort of gym buddies. Um, but they, I mean, they had quite a long feud.
1: They did. It started with a pose off.
0: Yeah, it did. Which was. Shit. Did he not? I mean, I'm sure he had some. Um, did he have some short where he had a picture of like what he said was Warrior's wife?
1: No, it was Jake Robbins's one... wife.
0: Was it? Oh, yes, yeah.
1: that was amazing.
0: And he clenched his cheeks together. They kissed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's oh, just just brilliant, absolutely sort of brilliant. And then he was he was part of the original DX, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Um, was he was
0: the, Was he not like the, the, the financier something the like that? He was something.
1: basically what Ted Dibiase was to the N.W.L. Yeah. Just um, to come down with a briefcase. You know, and then, as though he needs another accolade, he was also the only person to uh to appear on both w w e and w c w television on the same night
0: same night wasn't it yeah
1: it was <laughs> um but obviously again passed away far too early i believe yeah. i think he was quite soon after that yeah. um which was a shame, but you know massive talent um unfortunately, just again. Wrong time for someone like that to be given the title, which is a shame because he was fantastic. Moving on to our number one spot. Our number one pick for WWE wrestlers who have never held the WWE belt is Jake the Snake Roberts. Yeah. Now, he was the most amazing heel of the 80s. Yeah. Without and early 90s, without a shadow of a doubt. His feud with Randy Savage is up there it's with my favourite feuds of all time. Definitely, Everything was, from the Cobra bite in him to the matches that was, they had.
0: Yeah. just that Cobra bite, I remember watching it as a kid and just
1: quite unnerving. couldn't believe it. It was really yeah. unnerving, in fact. Yeah. I mean, just it was, um, outstanding character work. It, you know, um, decent in-ring.
0: Oh, yeah. Excellent.
1: His DDT is just unbelievable. You know, it's, oh, yeah. again, it's a DDT, but everyone associates a DDT with Jake Roberts. Jake Roberts,
0: yeah. It's that it's that thing he does. It's the slap on the back.
1: Yeah. It's, you know, oh.
0: Someone does it now. Someone does it now. I can't remember who it is.
1: I know Alexa Bliss does it.
0: Somebody does it now where they do that move. It's one of the male wrestlers. I can't remember who it is now. It's one of his transition moves. And I know it really, really pisses off... um Oh, I was trying to think it. G.R. <laughs> he hits people using it as a a non-finish. Oh, I'll tell you what it, wait, it's, Velveteen Dream. He uses it. Oh, yeah, of course. He
1: uses the Rude Awakening as well.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Steals really?
1: people's moves. Excellent. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I, I guess the WWF would just never sold on the idea of Jake having the title. No. I think it was just his, his whole
0: demeanour. They probably just thought, well, he's not big brash. In your face like Hogan.
1: And I suppose I mean, that's he, what people were looking for at that I time. I mean,
0: he was, he was at the top for so long. I mean, he had feuds with uh, Macho Man, like you say, Andre. He had a big feud. Yeah, he um, was
1: feuding with him in the first Royal Rumble.
0: I think, um, Undertaker. Yes. Um, the, the best bit was when uh, they did the... Where he teamed up with Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> odd pairing and the, the crashed... Uh, Crash the Rashid
1: crashed Rashid Savage's wedding. wedding, didn't they? Just brilliant. I just, just had no reason to it whatsoever. Why the, those two were paired together? <laughs> but it, wasn't it cut from the live broadcast, or it was cut from the recording, or something? It
0: was. It was. Um. It, it was a well. At the time, I had it on VHS. It was a video extra. It was a uh, uh silver vision extra. I think they called it
1: silver vision extra. Jesus, Garth, showing your age, Emma.
0: I know, but even had a. You had. A, I mean, what, the first thing I always remember when it's. When I think about Jake Roberts and it's not one of his like big or long feuds, it's the matches he had with Rick Martell.
1: Oh, when he blinded him with the um arrogance. Arrogance.
0: And he's he put those white contact lenses in and really sold the, the fact that he'd been blinded. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> mean, I mean this just... he was just he was invested in his character, wasn't he? Oh totally, yeah. And you could tell you he was a different style of promo. Whereas at the time we've talked about Hogan being very shouty, we've talked about a lot of people, you want to get how macho you are, you know, on oh, yeah. camera, you shout. How many drugs
0: How many drugs you've taken. Exactly.
1: <laughs> and that indicates just how loud you're going to be on camera. Yeah. But Jake was so soft spoken, you believed that he would kill you. Oh yeah. And... He's the type of one you thought he's just going to slip up on
0: in the night and just take us out. Yeah. That Sort of psycho. Yeah. Something sort of psychotic about Absolutely. him.
1: Absolutely. He is going to wear my skin. You mm-hmm. know, I'm quite scared of him. But It was just what the WWF needed. We got too many just generic heels. But he was as well. Exactly. He he just wasn't he was something completely unique in a similar vein as Roddy Piper. But even you know, his character work was better than Roddy Piper's. Yeah. Because he just had something completely different. I mean he had that snake? (laughs) Yeah, he did carry around a massive python. That that did scare the shit out of people. Mm Mm-hmm. Um you know
0: especially andre
1: well yeah andre did did sell it wonderfully um it just it you look at all these people and the vast majority are heels, and it just sort of highlights yeah the w w e apparently just not being sold on the idea of having heel champions because they i don't know whether they just assumed they wouldn't draw or whether. Well, I don't really know, to be perfectly honest. But when you consider think... who was champion... Yeah,
0: it's just it's again, it's it's all this... It's that same period of time, isn't it?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: That same era.
1: And I think the problem was, in that time, you had a lot of iconic characters. Mm-hmm. You know, all of these people were around in roughly the same time.
0: They were all pretty much in the Hall of Fame. Like, well, every yeah. single one of
1: them. Apart from Owen Hart. Yeah, well, <laughs> which you know, again, is a travesty in itself. Um, I mean, he
0: even had that thing with um when he came back because he went away, didn't he? And he came back as the preacher. Yeah, and that's cool. where the, obviously the Stone Cold Three Sixteen came Lost from.
1: Three Sixteen, yeah, it was yeah. the butt of a catchphrase. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously his struggles with alcohol and drugs are very, very, very well documented. Um, there was that horrible. Horrible moment at Legends of Wrestling where he turned up oh, yeah. absolutely smashed out of his tree, yeah. um, which was just horrible. It's um, just... It was it, you—you watched the capitulation of a character live, basically. Uh, but thankfully, he's back on track now. You know, thanks to the apparent magic of DDP yoga. Good old DDP. And yeah. I was just going to say this man has healed so many people. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, that is our list. So. You know, I'm sure there's loads and loads of other wrestlers you're shouting at the moment, you know, who could have been champions, who should have been WWF champions or even WWE champions. Um mm-hmm. please let us know in the comments, anywhere, you know, tweet us, who do you think should have been a WWE champion, a WWF champion, and just has never given a rub with the gold? That is the end of our podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can find me on Twitter at, at Real Rob Garth, where can they find you, my friend? Um, at Drummer Jackson. Fantastic. You can follow us at Podmania. We've just had a complete overhaul of the website. It is now up and running. www.podmania.weebly.com. Please go check it out. Have a look around at our wrestle blog. All of the podcasts we now have archived. We'd love you to check it out. Thank you so much for listening, guys, and we'll talk to you guys again soon. Yeah, see you soon, guys.